everyone, and welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I am James, one of your hosts. And I am Colin, one of your other hosts. On this show, we're going to the MCU in historical order, scene by scene, until the end of time. That's right, Colin. And we are joined once again by Amity, the the Peggy Carter of the Timeline Scavengers recording session tonight. That's right. That qualification mm. sort of brought it back, but uh, you know that's uh, you know welcome, we'll Amity. Welcome to back to the show. Yeah. I'm yeah. pleased call to be back. here, and Peggy Carter is also more than normal, so I am uh, continuing that streak as well, and I appreciate she it. She is. <laughs> Do you know we're going to get into this uh, towards the end of the year? But I really like how they didn't nerf Peggy Carter; they no, did soften the corners. Just to, they softened like one of the corners, like they made her sort of like. Oh, she can get kind of intense, and also she'll kick your ass. But like, Peggy Carter in this movie is like, well, anyways, yeah. It's because her heart was softened a little bit because she found love. Is what it is. You know, she experienced love and found that she didn't have to only work. She could also she could be a working person and have a partner. (laughs) I can I can be a working person and Stephen. I can long term. Oh, what's this? I'm getting a call from Steve. You're going okay. You're going into the water. Make huh? sure you say that's the, the worst oh. Dear John letter, huh? Yeah, exactly. Right. Throw the <laughs> Steve into the river. All right. So here's what happens. <laughs> yeah. Previously on Timeline Scavengers, Captain America recruited the Howling Commandos, and Agent Carter put on a stunning red dress to tell Steve that Howard was going to be doing some testing tomorrow, rendering Bucky invisible. That was Peggy rendering him invisible, not Howard's tests rendering him invisible. Uh, I don't know if that happened or not, but. Uh, we didn't see it. <laughs> Invisibility joke. We are watching Captain America, the first Avengers, starting at 1 hour, 15 minutes, and 35 seconds, through 1 hour, 16 minutes, and 3 seconds. Um, so it's like, what, 28 seconds of a scene? It's great, though. Here's what happens. Howard is running tests on the Tesseract, Tesseract bit, that Steve picked up in that magazine of the, you know, at the at the factory. He picked up a magazine of like glowy bullets and I commented like, why on earth does he need that? Yeah, testing, got it. At first, Howard is unimpressed. Then he connects the piece to an electric circuit and he and his assistant are blown across the room. Howard instructs his assistant to write down that result. Um, write that down. Write that down. That's what you say when you have an assistant instead of picking yourself up the flo- up off the right. floor and writing it down in your own notebook, yourself. Howard, how yeah. far you've fallen across the room from being blown. Right. Um, I have like five feet. two things that I that I want to get away before. Let me just get them out of the way, and then we'll talk about the scene. Uh, one is that I think this guy might be Stark's engineer, as credited. I identified him in the uh, Project Rebirth episode, which starts at 3256, if you okay. want to go back to listen to that. I love to think of him as having two scenes. Um, that he is—he was at Project Rebirth, and he's one of Stark's guys, so he right. is there in Stark's lab. I, that makes total sense, and I love it very much. Right? He's uh, not an SSR guy; he's a—he's a Stark. Exactly, guy. exactly. And that actor is uh, Kevin Millington, if it is the same guy. He has a—he <laughs> does a sort of like, oh, we're doing this, and he kind of leans into frame, like. So I got a mm-hmm. real good front face look at him, and I think that is Kevin Millington. So that's. Good. That's one. That's sort of an Avengers Ensemble epilogue um, sort of deal. Um, So the thing that I wrote down and that I did a little bit of research on to make sure that the thing I was thinking was correct is he says that the emissions are interesting. They're alpha and beta ray neutral. Um, So I think that that means this thing is only emitting gamma rays. Gamma. 
And I think that is very fun. Uh, that they, one, are just going full force. All superheroes are basically gamma ray oriented. And two, that they, I know that that's not entirely true. Colin's like, well, I, hold on. It's a, the Greek myth. The science ones. No, no, no. Yeah. It's more of, <laughs> do you know what confirms that for you? Um, that the three particles that are emitted by radioactive things are alpha, beta, and gamma particles. Well, no, so I meant. Oh, you're saying. I meant more of in the MCU, there is a moment that confirms that basically oh, okay. for you no, specifically, what? which is in Endgame when they are deciding who is going to use the gauntlet, like the, the Stark gauntlet. Uh, they talk about, like, you know, basically what the gauntlet is, what energy readings they get from it, and they talk about how it has an insane amount of gamma radiation. And so uh, Professor Hulk says, it has to be me. He's like, I'm the only one here that could handle that much gamma radiation. I love it. But what that means for this scene is that mm-hmm. I'm right. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's, that's, really, that's yeah. really the summary uh, that I wanted to get to. But like, I was really happy that uh, my nuclear chemistry for the first time in... 16 years has actually uh, 17 years has actually done anything at all. So, uh, there is also Vita rays, but I don't know if that's necessarily the exact same thing. Right. So like in the MCU, there is a fourth element, but Uh right. Element. I just Mm. presume that was strong vitamin D. I honestly, I was just like, this is just the sun, right? This is what we are doing. Right. (laughs) We call it Vita Rays because the sun is copyrighted. (laughs) It is a Flintstones vitamin, a chewy chewy vitamin. Mm -hmm. Right. And a a very bright light light bulb. Phillips is like 10 million strong and growing. That's what I'm talking about. And then he gets one man. All at once. And he goes, Barney, (laughs) damn it. (laughs) I wanted a Fred. Oh, Amity. What yes. did you have any thoughts or, or feelings about uh, this? Basically, very short YouTube. Video. This is like a vine. This it's is a like, vine. It is like a vine. It's a quickie. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> this is a quick bite, if ever we've seen one. Uh, yes, I. Is that what Quibi stands for? Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's fun. Yeah, that's a quick. That's bite. a needless <laughs> shortening of two things that they were like. We call it Quibi. Let's back calculate that one. Anyways. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's a rough. Well, you know, all of that was. Uh, right, right. He, <laughs> he, I said like vine was way. natural and normal. Like, yeah, just, right. it's a weird word. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, I'm like, yeah. I think the, the relevance might be TikTok. Might, might be. I don't know. Anyways, right. <laughs> um, I'm not one of the youths. Uh, no. I likened this. This scene made me like laugh out loud. Um, yeah. Because I love a relatively smart, usually cis white dude who's like, I've seen this thing for all of three and a half minutes. I figured it out. (laughs) And then just to get his ass handed to him by said thing is very satisfying to me. Um, I had just watched um, the Christopher Lee Dracula. um, No, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. The Bela Lugosi Dracula. And the Van Helsing in that is very funny because like, he sees one instance of a thing that might mean that a vampire exists. And he's like, okay, well, here's everything we know about it, even though we didn't right. know it was real until right now. And I'm just right. like, <laughs> right. I love that. How are you an expert so quickly? So that was it. It's just that, uh, that, yeah. relatively intelligent dude who just does right. a dumb, dumb thing because he thinks he's smarter than he is. No, that's Dugan. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, 
<laughs> different guy though. But he, he would right. not. He would not do it again. Probably. Um, <laughs> right. The Dugan. Um, yeah, I got you. I like. I do like that. It's a, he's sort of a, a you know a charming sort of guy. But there is comeuppance, but it's not like deadly mm. comeuppance. Right. No. Like it's no. yeah. But it it's is a little a bit dumb... like sit down here. <laughs> Right, exactly. Like. Right. Sit down, John. Um But it is it is funny though because he he is so smart, but there's also a lot of smugness that comes from mm-hmm. that too, right. right? So, you know, in the what if episode, right, where they get the actual Tesseract and she's like, I trust you know what to do with this. He's like, Oh yes, I know exactly what to do with this, right? And yet it actually, like, weirdly enough, like, he only knows how to use it for only one thing, <laughs> while Arnim Zola uses it to power basically an entire nation. Right. But in this instance, though, right, he is talking to his aide, who probably already thinks that he's cool. Right. And he's, like, needlessly showing off to get the guy to be like, oh, God, Mr. Stark is so cool, Right. And so he says, but I doubt, you know, Mr. Rogers picked up on that or Captain Rogers. He gets like, so like, (laughs) am I right? Yeah. High five. Like he's like really roasting him, right? Doing the crowd work. And then he literally blows himself up. And so I had written down, did you pick up on that, Howard? (laughs) Yeah, right. I I like to think that he would have been saying all of that, even if the assistant had gone to go get coffee. Oh, well, yeah. also that, but like, hundred percent. They didn't pick up on that. Uh, uh, anyways, <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We've been or, his or son, he, I guess so one hundred percent. He would just he just talk shit no matter it. what, and then he right. put it in the notes. Like he would be but, like, <laughs> right, write all proves, of that down. <laughs> it proves the old adage: talk shit, get hit. That's yeah. what happens. Absolutely. He Absolutely. talks. He talks his uh, his trash talk, and then gets thrown across the room. Yeah. And then right. that grain of yep, sand absolutely. is like, not today. Not today. <laughs> yeah. Right, absolutely. Ugh. Not today, Zerg. Yeah. It's 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 I like also to think of the lab assistant as uh not hero worshiping him and just thinking like <sighs> God, does this guy ever shut up? Yeah, exactly. Like he's fine, he's very smart, whatever. Right. He's like How uh-huh. did I pull this duty? Like Right. Ugh. He's like God, if the paycheck wasn't so good, I would be anywhere else. Right. That Christmas um, bonus. <laughs> yeah. I went to I went to write the note that they aren't wearing lab jackets because in my head I was like they aren't wearing lab jackets. And then I watched it right before we started recording, or like you know whatever, a little bit before we started recording, and they are they are for sure wearing lab jackets. So good for they're them. They're like open though. Like there's not sure, a well, lot. Look, of- <laughs> I think they're closed. They're just sort oh, of they? they're like. They're, I they're, just felt they're like buttons, I saw like at the full chest. tie, yeah. full, yeah. full yeah. Like a Magnum P.I. style. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, because how will you know about the flammability the of the suit? substance if you don't burn some chest hair? That's what Tom, mm. that's Tom Selleck said that. Scientist, sure. Dr. Tom Selleck, PhD. I, <laughs> I love how you went Tom Selleck when mustache would have been what I would have thought mm-hmm. for him. Yeah. Yeah, but, I went. Robin no, the, no, mustache oh, doesn't tell enough. you anything because of the oils of the skin. Fair enough. He said fair. not remembering <laughs> biology. Right. But also, I think that Tom Selleck's mustache has not changed shape or like thickness or anything. It has remained the same for about fifty years now. So I think it is except for the movie In or Out. He was, yeah, he went from that mustache to no mustache to that mustache in about probably four days. <laughs> I Put think, it back on again. Yeah. you know, bald caps, I think that he has a mustache cap. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, that's my out, conspiracy theory. Out like uh, Henry Cavill. Yeah, yeah, like Henry Cavill. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the the uh, the Zack Snyder cut of In or Out. Um, yeah, where he just has his mustache. Yeah, exactly. Out. It's the, entirely the same except for well, uh, Tom Selleck has every a mustache. third or fourth frame. Anyway, right. <laughs> right. Also, Could Jared Leto is the Joker every- in that movie too, Ooh, and I'm yeah, not really so sure. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to see though a movie where Tom Selleck has to play like twins, and the way they show that. Is that one has a mustache, one doesn't? That would be fun. Right. Are you trying to think of a name of that movie? Yeah. <laughs> okay. What do you have? I keep. I, I'm. I'm getting stuck on the. I'm like. I must ask you a question. Sort of. Situation. Yeah. I was also thinking about that. Same and thing. I was like, must or not must? And I'm like, that's not James. You're thinking of have or have not, and that's not a thing. And also, that's already a movie title. So like, maybe stare into space and it'll come to you. And then Colin's like, uh, hello. Uh, yeah, we're, we're we're waiting here. So yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll call it Untitled Tom Selleck Project. Here today, gone tomorrow. Okay, all right. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's sort it's of not like amazing, a, but a Looney Tunes. Yeah, um, it's also the end of that. Uh, what's that little bunny foo foo joke? Um, I guess that's Goon tomorrow. Anyway, anyways, that's uh, today, Goon tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know that. You know that. Goofus uh, and Gallant, the movie, yeah. and it's just them grown up. Oh, I like that. And one it's, of them has half the movie is it's like uh, sliding doors or like a yes, run, run. But it's each one of them doing the same thing, but one of them is goofing and one of them is right. gallanting. And then it, the twist That'd is that gallant destroys the world separately. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't have to wait for him to keep rolling it back. Exactly. Right, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> all right, we need to get. But you would, you would just for ease of like organization, like all right, put the mustache on. Where's the mustache? Oh yeah, oh, there we go. Now, I ain't gonna lie to you, the boys done and messed up. They went off on a tangent and just derailed the entire show. Let's get back on track, shall we? Tangents. Anyways, that's uh, that's all I got. That's, that's all I my have. scavengers. Anyone, uh, yeah. I'm done. Colin, do you want to tip the uh, empty can of the kid into the river? Yeah, I'll, I'll knock this. Uh, definitely... Completely empty Diet Coke can on the floor. Uh, so <laughs> normally here we would do like a recommendation for a show on the network. But since we have a guest, uh, I would love for our recommendation uh, be for you to recommend your show to our listeners and where to find it. Okie doke. Um, we'll go with the one that's more thematically uh, similar to this, uh, which would be The Latecomers. Uh, we are on all of your podcasting apps, and we are um, a former filmmaker and a present film watcher talking about all those movies you've already seen, but we're late. So, mm. you want some hot takes? It's not. We're not spicy like that. We're just talking about the movies. We like most of them. It's, it's a good time. Come <laughs> on over. <laughs> Excellent recommendation. Thank you so much for joining us, uh, everyone, both guests and fans, uh, for this episode of Timeline Scavengers. Uh, We'll see you all next time. As always, I'm Colin Parker. I'm James Anderson. And I'm Amity Armstrong. Write that down.
The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.